This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery, because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Will Kevin De Bruyne ever be fit again? That's the question we'll be pondering over in today's show while starting to turn our attentions to the Super Cup clash in Athens tomorrow. It's Tuesday the 15th of August. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report Podcast. Well then, welcome to the second episode of the week. It's backing on from yesterday's show. If you haven't already, go back and listen to that. It was a good one. We reviewed the Burnley game, the talking points from that one, and obviously few talking points bigger than Kevin De Bruyne. Before we get into it, though, please make sure you're following and subscribing if you aren't already. That means you get our lovely voices in your podcast inbox as soon as these shows drop. Every child deserves a chance to live their best life and celebrate every moment. You can help St. Jude Children's Research Hospital give kids with cancer that chance. When you support St. Jude through your employee giving program, you can help make cures possible for kids with cancer. Together, we can save more lives. Help the kids of St. Jude today one paycheck at a time by making a payroll deduction gift through your employee giving program. Tap or click the banner now to learn more. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Right, okay then, Ollie. Let's let's get into it. Let's let's turn attention straight to the matter at hand, and it is obviously Kevin De Bruyne. He goes off injured in the first half against Burnley. He played what was it, twenty minutes in preseason, something like that. Uh, he hadn't even played any minutes in preseason. It was just a Community Shield game against Arsenal that where he'd featured, and obviously the debate whether or not that's a competitive match or not will rumble on. But 
it's it's disappointing, isn't it? There's no way of really glossing it up. There's talk about the fact that he could be out for a few months. There's talk about the fact that it could be the start of the decline for our sweet Belgian prince. Um, where have you where have you come in on this one? It's just such an unfortunate, you know, situation. Ke- Kevin De Bruyne is a legend of this club, no matter what. And I don't think, you know, if this is the start of a decline, I don't think that will ever change. He is a legend who has given us so much. I mean, he practically carried us to the treble last season. And then at the last hurdle, the same thing happened. You know, his hamstring Mm -hmm. went. Apparently after six to eight weeks of painkilling injections and monitoring it. um, and, And I think that's what they've probably been doing here. You know, they've been monitoring his recovery. He's, he's he was evidently past fit to start. Um, I don't think City are that negligent. I don't think City are negligent at all. I think what's happened here is just a really unfortunate circumstance where a player of fantastic abilities, you know, his body's moving moving slower than his mind can, you know, and that's what tends to happen, uh, especially mm-hmm. for a player like Kevin who plays, you know, three four thousand minutes a season, no matter what. Um, yeah. At 32, these these niggles start to become a bit more serious, and uh, a hamstring injury is probably the worst you can get, especially when it becomes a repeated injury. Yes, yeah, certainly. It's been a hot topic, as I'm sure listeners can imagine. We've actually had a question. Um, one thing we'll start doing a lot more this season is making sure your questions get answered. Not not that they weren't in the past, but just making an effort to go out and ask for questions. So if you do want to ask us something for the show, Feel free to at us, City Report Pod, on whatever social media platform you most use in Instagram, uh, Twitter, well, X now, of course, and, and all the other ones. But basically, it comes from the Kipax kid, and they ask Is the club to, to blame for rushing Kevin De Bruyne back, leading to him re injuring his hamstring? Now, like I said, this was this was probably the, the topic of the weekend, wasn't it, in terms of people discussing it, people trying to understand the merits of bringing him back. And and I know you you and I are uh, in different camps here, but I, I'm of the opinion that he didn't need to play against Burnley. And, and did City have enough to get past Burnley? Well, obviously, he went off at 1-0. We will never know would they have found the opening goal. He was actually involved in the opening goal, obviously, lifting that cross to the back post for Rodri to head across to Haaland. But I, I just think, given the fact he'd played so little in pre-season... This injury, go back to June the 10th, the Inter Milan game, we're being told he could be out until October. So I think everyone was surprised to a degree to see him back in the team this early. But I just felt like, especially where he's at in his career and and the history he's had with muscle injuries, taking that risk was such an unnecessary factor, I felt. Obviously, the medics would have said it's okay. Guardiola would have said it's okay. Kevin De Bruyne would have said it's okay. Whether or not he felt it was okay 100%, that's something we'll never know. But it was just so disappointing to see it happening again. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. You, you know, I, I, I do land slightly differently, but I, I agree. I, I didn't expect him to start. I, th- you know, City have more than enough to get past Burnley, regardless. I don't, we can all say hypotheticals, or would they have got the first goal? Yes, they would have. You know, Burnley played great, mm. but City would. City just showed they were the better <laughs> yeah. side for all ninety minutes with and without Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I think this is a situation of a senior player saying he's fit to play. Um, and mm. and and I, I have no doubt in my mind he passed all the fitness tests. You know he wouldn't have played in the Community Shield if that wasn't the case. But yeah, you yeah. do think you do think when he's only had twenty minutes in you know th- two three months of game 
20 minutes in two or three months, you do think, you know, maybe it's better he comes on as a sub, but 60 minutes when the game slowed down a bit more. Not unlike, you know, what we did uh, with some of the younger lads coming on and I am Eric Laporte coming on. Mm. You know, when they when they're, haven't had as much game time, bring them in when the game's a bit slowed down, it's probably already won, and let him ease back into it. Um, but, you know, if Kevin De Bruyne says he's fit to play, if the medical team says there's no problem there, if Pep Guardiola wants him in the side, yeah, I, I can't I can't blame them for starting Kevin De Bruyne. Who wouldn't want to start Kevin mm. De Bruyne? But there could have been a little bit more logic there, especially with the Super Cup as well, because um, that's a huge that's a huge game for the club, and it would have been great seeing that seeing him be the one hopefully lifting that trophy, as mm. apparently he's the new club captain. Um, but that's a kind of a, you know a situation for Wednesday night. It's interesting you bring that up because I wonder how much it plays a part. The fact he is, it's not confirmed yet, but it's basically confirmed he is the club captain, um, which in its own in its own way, I have some opinions on as well, but well, that's for another day. But um, full disclosure, by the way, for anyone listening, we're recording this at the weekend because by the time this goes out, I'll be uh, hurtling across to Athens for another European Cup final for City, obviously not the big one, but... There, there may have been an update that we're we're not privy to at the moment. It may be that he's ruled out for the season. It may be that he's only ruled out for a week or one game or whatever. So, full disclaimer: we're going off what we know now, and it's believed that it's probably going to be within that sort of two month period. Obviously, if you're looking at the fixture list in October, then it is it is a pretty daunting set of fixtures in that sort of autumn period. So, hopefully, we can get him back for then. But the wider point here, Ollie, and, and something I really, really want to delve into, do you think it is perhaps now time with De Bruyne having picked up a serious injury in two of his last three appearances for City? Interesting, interestingly enough, both of them coming in the first half as well. So, you know, that, that goes to show something about his current fitness levels. But do you think it's perhaps time that City... <laughs> this These words sound crazy and horrendous and I appreciate it isn't it's a wild thing to say but start moving away from him a little bit in the sense that the over-reliance we've had on him in the past I think back to last season when Haaland's goals dried up obviously in the two finals um granted Kevin De Bruyne didn't win City those competitions but you know the Bernabeu he was the man and for for those six to seven last games of the season it felt like it was De Bruyne carrying City a little bit like you mentioned before is it time that we kind of have to move ourselves away and find another option? Um, there's a certain Phil Foden who I believe probably would would be able to take up the mantle himself. I, 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 in a way, yes. In a way, no. I don't think, for as long as Kevin De Bruyne is a Manchester City player, I don't think you can ever move away from him because he is just, you know, he, whether, whether mm. you're getting two games a season or 40 out of him, he's still one of the greatest players that the yeah. Premier League's ever seen. He's, in my opinion, City's best ever player. Um, for as long for as Agreed. long as he's on our, for as long as he's on our books, then he he for me, you know, he's he's always gonna be able to pop up with something, and he's just mm. and he's got that sort of you know as much as people will now start crying. Oh, Kevin De Bruyne has duck, duck, ducked a big final again. Fuck <laughs> off, just shut <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, for a start, you know, he's one of the big he's one of the biggest players in those big game moments. Like you said, the burnabout twice. You know, he's he's. Dunked on Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. He hates Arsenal with a passion. Um, <laughs> he loves playing at the Emirates. So, it, and, and it's those things I think about when I think of Kevin De Bruyne. And I think you know, if if this is the time where we start moving away from him being you know playing thirty five or thirty eight Premier League games, and it becomes a twenty five or even twenty, 
as long as he's there for the big ones, it doesn't really matter mm. because, you know, you're always going to, if he's on the pitch and if he's fully fit, you're going to get a certain level from Kevin De Bruyne that you just don't get from any other player. The, that that's what we've come to expect from him, and I don't think it's unfair to say, and I don't think it's unfair to say whether he plays 10, 20, 30 games a season, you, you're still going to get that level from him. Um, so, and with Phil Foden right there, I think it, it does soften the blow because if he comes in and slots right into that midfield, like he did in the Champions League final, um, or even you know playing out wide as we did as we saw him against Burnley and, and against Arsenal in the Community Shield, he ran those games. He was brilliant mm. against Burnley absolutely ran the show and just bringing out all these tricks, you know, making Vinicius Jr. look like an English bum at points with some of the things he was doing. Um, that, that's one for, That's one that's going to get clipped up. Um, <laughs> Vinny Jr. is an English bum. There we yeah. go. I, I, I mean, we can all talk about Yoga Benito and the influence of Brazil, but Stockport and, and, and Edgley's where it's at, isn't it, for flair? You don't, you don't need to tell me. You don't need to tell me. I'm already <laughs> but, convinced. So, so, and and so I think with that, I think you know when you've got Phil Foden on the bench, you know, yeah. to, or or you know moving him from out wide to come right in, it's sad, and I, and I can't wait to see Kevin De Bruyne back and fully fit and you know doing what he does best. But if it means we can get Phil Foden in that midfield role more often than Armel, then I don't want to say it's a mm. good thing because it's never a good thing to see Kevin De Bruyne injured. No, but I know it's, a good, it, it's a good thing for Phil Foden. And I know exactly what you mean. It presents a, a window of opportunity that probably wouldn't have been there in the past. For full clarity, when I say is it time City start moving away from Kevin De Bruyne, I mean that for the benefit of his career because I would hate, hate, hate him to have the sort of, I think I said it over the weekend, the Sergio Aguero-esque end to his career, Vincent Company, where we saw them for 15 matches a season because they just couldn't stay fit. I think Kevin De Bruyne can be of use to City well into his 30s. Obviously, he's, he's already you know past that point now, but you know, 35, 36, if he's managed properly. And it goes back to the, the part about him being named captain. I, I don't know if that's something that's going to hinder him a little bit. In fact, let's let's quickly touch on it before we go to the break. So I'll speak about the Super Cup in the second part. Um, but I was kind of ready for a Ruben Diaz or a Rodri to come in and step in. And I know it's been banged a billion and one times. Guardiola doesn't do captains in the traditional way. The players decide. They have a leadership group kind of is a front-facing position. I, I almost I almost feel it's a little bit like, not in the sense of its uselessness, but the vice presidency in America where it is a, it's, it's almost a token, the, the, the armband is a token gesture and we know that it doesn't really affect um, the, the leadership in the group. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan was doing the speeches when Fernandinho was captain and obviously Fernandinho wasn't playing a lot. Rodri um, doing it whilst Gundogan was captain. You know, we, we know the dynamics are a bit different than other clubs, but with this sort of period of Kevin De Bruyne's career where he is getting a little bit older, he's had a couple of injuries, he's now City's, I want to say, most senior player with Myers and Gundogan having left. He's certainly up there along with Kyle Walker. Um I felt like it was maybe a burden that he didn't need. I don't know if that's something you subscribe to as well. Basically, I think Ruben Diaz or Rodri should have had it anyway. Yeah, I mean, Manchester City's captain, it's a bit like the Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts, isn't it? <laughs> One a year at the moment, and then they, and then they have to go and disappear. Mm. Um, which, it, it, it's it, it's not infuriating, but it's getting a bit annoying that, you know, we've got a captain for a year, then we've got a change, then it's a change of the leadership group. It's mm. a symbolic thing for the fans. You know, you want you want to look at your club captain and, and know that they're going to be available all the time. They're standing up for your club. They represent your club. 
um, just like just like just like any player. But you know, it's it's a big thing and a sentimental thing for fans. Yeah, and I think that's why Guardiola doesn't care because he's not he's yeah. not about that. He, he he's a bit of a football romantic, but ultimately he knows what it takes to win games. And you can't criticize City for how they operate with the captaincy. It's worked pretty because, well. <laughs> you know, five Premier Leagues in six years, um, four of them under different... Yeah, was it, yeah, four under yeah, different captains or something yeah, like that. Uh, three, it? I think. For, uh, three. David Silva never got a chance to yes, lose it. So it's Fernandinho. Three, yeah, three uh, different captains. Um, no, two. Two. Fernandinho com- and Gundogan. Company, Go back to Fernandi- Gundogan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, David Silva did get one, so that he yeah. was the one missing out. So, yeah, yeah you're right. So, 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 you know, it's it's not... A system that hasn't worked, but I'm I'm in the same camp as you. Ruben Diaz or Rodri, just they look ready for it, mm-hmm. especially Ruben Diaz. He ever since he walked in the door at Manchester City, you just look at him and think, God, have we just signed Vinny again? Because he's yeah. you know he's he looks like a captain in my opinion. For me, I'm 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 of the opinion centre half should always be the captain. They're the most mm-hmm. natural position. They organ they're organisers anyway by trade because they're they're organising the back line, keeping the defence in check. Uh, you know, if you're giving it to a striker or someone, they're too far up the pitch to be, you know, constantly having to run back and keep in check with the team on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I think it I th- it felt like time to move on and give it to someone younger and, you know, give De Bruyne a kind of the vice captaincy as he's had the last couple of years as, mm-hmm. as a more sentimental thing. Um, but, the, you know, this is a decision they've made and Kyle Walker is apparently the vice captain, which is just, <laughs> you're not... You're not cancelling out the other one, there, are you? You've got two. Mm. You've got what? You've got a guy who is, is having a problem staying fit in Kevin De Bruyne, and then you've got a guy who a week ago wanted to leave for Bayern Munich, and mm. who, in my opinion, shouldn't be getting a contract extension. But that's a conversation for <laughs> another day, and I've had it a million times. It felt like time to move on, but we haven't. I, I don't think it's going to cost City anything. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's enough strength in that group to run the dressing room and to and to run things on the pitch and mm-hmm. to you know give pep one less thing to think about but ultimately it's just a little bit annoying isn't it do, do you know what it is um do you know what I, I kind of think is important and is certainly at play here obviously guardiola's contract extension takes him up to 2025 which is the end of next season interestingly enough kevin de bruyne's contract expires at the same time so Jesus, that could be a tough summer. But I feel like with Ruben Diaz or Rodri, bar a astronomical downturn in form for City, a, a head-turning offer from another club, be that in Europe or elsewhere, they're probably going to be at City for the next at least five years, touch wood anyway. That would provide the perfect opportunity for them to bridge not only the current era and the current players and the current success, but beyond Pep Guardiola. Because you would assume that those two players at least will live beyond Pep Guardiola at City. With Kevin De Bruyne and, and Kyle Walker as well, it, it just feels like it's a case of, right, okay, in another year's time or in another two years' time, hopefully three or four years' time for, for De Bruyne's case, you know, we'll, we'll be looking at someone else again. And it, I, I just, I don't know, you, you, you spoiled with Vincent Company, he was the, the greatest Premier League captain of all time, in my opinion, and then for the next sort of four or five years it's changing hands once a season I don't know I felt like it was time for a little bit of continuity but it is De Bruyne and he is City's best ever player in my opinion so we can't we can't be too uh, disappointed let's let's face it um okay we'll pause there for a quick advert break we'll join you the other side of this the NFL is here, and it's all about the sweet offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FIELDGOAL to sign up. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back to the City Report podcast for another week. Another week where hopefully, fingers crossed, City could add a bit more silverware to their cabinet, a trophy they've never competed for before. Obviously, that's the Super Cup. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Another question then, just to finally wrap on the Kevin De Bruyne chat, obviously, like I said before, disclaimer, there may have been an update on his injury. There may not have. So uh, that's for you guys to fill in the blanks. We're recording this at the weekend, so a couple of days later. But we've had a question from the Bertiful South who asks a good a good friend of the show, a long-time listener. They ask, can Alvarez operate in the Kevin De Bruyne role? Now, my initial thought to this, Ollie, was no. He did well against Burnley, obviously got the assist, but I feel like he lacks that creative spark that City really need in that position to make it a, a successful one. Yeah, I agree. I think if, you, if you're going to play Alvarez in the midfield, you've got to pair him with you know someone who's got elite creativity. And for me, if that's not Kevin De Bruyne, which obviously at the moment it's not, it's got to be Phil. It's got to be Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, or at worst, you know, you've got you're going to one of the youngsters in Makati or Palmer, who um, I don't think Pep Guardiola is going to be starting regularly in Premier League games anytime soon, especially with the wealth of options he's got for his midfield. Yeah. Um, but th- but those three after Kevin are our three most creative players for the midfield. Um, in my opinion, their goal scorers, their 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 chance creations, brilliant. Um, and Alvarez is a striker who's playing in midfield, and he looks like a striker who's playing in midfield. Mm-hmm. He can do a good job there. I've got no complaints with it if it continues because you know it's the situation we've been dealt. Um, and if he wasn't good enough for it, I don't think Pep would do it. Mm-hmm. But um, if For me, it feels like a way to just get him more minutes on the pitch and keep him Mm. happy Uh, because he's not he's not a natural wing. I don't think his game would suit playing out wide, you know, hugging the touchline, getting chalk on his boots. Um, You know, he's someone who likes to be in the middle of the pitch and whether that's with playing just behind Haaland, just off him or whether that's being a a traditional number eight or being or being the striker himself. It's it's those areas of the pitch he can operate in a bit better, um, and it kind of brings out something in him. But he's not he's not the creative hub of this team. He's he, he brings a lot of legs to that midfield, which I like. His work rate is yeah. absolutely non-stop. He runs after every ball. He's pressing constantly. Um, so pair him with you know a Foden, and I think it's all right. But if you if it's him and Kovacic or him and Bernardo in centre in the centre of midfield, there's something missing from that team, and I think City would eventually end up paying for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I pretty much subscribe to that. I feel like a little bit, perhaps it's a. I don't want to say it's it's Guardiola showing his hand and, and demanding more additions. Obviously, there's been a few links in that position, but 
perhaps saying that the options are a little bit limited in that four-man box midfield. Obviously, uh, I'd say the 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 defensive side of that with Rodri and be that I don't know John Stones, Rico Lewis. That's that's pretty, for want of a better word, boxed off. But a little bit advanced. I don't know if he's fully sold on Phil Foden as that central player, which really pains me because it, it looks like he could flourish there. I just want Phil Foden in the team, basically, um, is what I'm hinting at. There'll be more team chat ahead of the Super Cup to, on tomorrow's preview show, so stick around for that one. We'll just sort of delve into the the surface level conversation around it, heading into the game. It's a it's a competition City have never won before. It's in Athens. One day we'll get a European final that is in Western Europe. Hopefully that be uh, uh, later on in the year. At Wem- oh, sorry, later on next year at Wembley Stadium. But it is another four hour four hour flight or so. Um, but what are you thinking heading into this, Oli? And, and I want to put it into context with Newcastle at the weekend because obviously they had a, a blitzing start to their Premier League campaign, beating Villa five-one. So it's it's sort of it's an awkward time, isn't it? You've just had Burnley, you've just had a major injury. You're now going over to Eastern Europe, Athens. You've got a game against Sevilla, who. I know for a fact they're going to take it seriously. They're, they're a team who've played in the competition before. They've not won it that many times, obviously. A lot of the time they've been playing Real Madrid. But I I really, really want to win it. But I wonder and I question how seriously uh, Pep Guardiola will take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. I want to win this. Um, if at the start of the season you could, you could have given me, you know, two trophies of the, what, six we mm. could have won, it would be this in the Club World Cup because we've never won them before. Yeah. Um, so, so it's an important competition, and I do think Pep's going to take it seriously because you know he'll under, he understands that this is a European final. City have never been in it before. Chance to add something else to his CV as well as the clubs. Um, it's it's a bit it's a big moment for City and Sevilla aren't a team who are going to take it lightly, and City can't afford to. I think regardless of Newcastle, we're we're at that point in the season. It's the very start of the season. We can, we can afford. I don't want to say we can afford to drop points and you know not um, prioritize games, but ultimately, if, it, if it's a choice between the two, I'm taking the severe game any day. It's a European final, mm-hmm. um, you know. That's two more European finals than Newcastle have been in. Uh, and, I th- and, I th- and to be honest, I think there's there's enough strength in this squad, even with the apparent injury issues we've got, to to do both, especially with a week off afterward. Because it, well, not off, but you know, a full yeah. week in between two games afterward. City know how to prepare for you know three games in seven days. They're mm. well, eight. I think it's eight days, isn't it, um, between Burnley to Newcastle. So they know what they're doing. Yes, it's early in the season, but uh, Super Cup presents an opportunity to win a trophy we've never had before against a, against a good team. It can set it can set the tone for the season in a way that we sort of expected the Community Shield to. You know, if that mm. penalty, if, if if that penalty shootout falls another way, or if a fair amount of injury time it was played, because it wasn't. <laughs> um, look at look at me just causing all sorts of trouble. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's there already. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, but it's, it gives us that chance to set the tone for the season with a trophy, a big trophy, one that really does matter, and it'll matter to the players as well. They want to win it. They want another European medal around their necks, preferably one in gold. Um, so. I hope they take it seriously. I hope a strong team's named and I hope they just, when they turn up to the Etihad on Saturday night that, you know, they're not fit, that Jack Grealish hasn't been on the piss for three days or whatever. Just, you know, they're more than capable of winning both of these games. 
Yeah, I thought that actually at the Community Shield when um, obviously City lost it. I'm thinking it's probably a good job Jack Grealish hasn't hasn't won it because he spoke about how much he wanted to win it. God knows what he'd got up to. But uh, finally, then, do you, do you think it's important City win these trophies whilst they have an opportunity? Because we're under no illusions that this this era of dominance won't last forever. We spoke about Guardiola's contract extension. Uh, sorry, contract uh, a couple of minutes ago, and I, I fully believe as soon as he leaves that the drop off will be will be evident. I mean, that's not that's not hot take. It, it it just will be. He's the best manager of all time, and and we saw last season with the the mid season switch how we how it led to City winning the treble. So, do you think it's important to capitalize on these opportunities to win silverware? That's what pissed me off the most about the Community Shield, apart from the Arsenal celebrations, just because it is a chance when when the eras finish, when club careers finish, when players' career finishes. Um, you know, it's an extra trophy on that honours list. Granted, it's not the most important, but it sounds better having ten trophies won in in ten years than it does sort of I don't know six or seven. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, every trophy is important in its own right. You know, so you can argue some are more important than others, but at the end of the day, if if you're if 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 you're a, a day out in Wembley, it's much better coming home knowing you've won it than you know mm. the opposition has. Um, and it, and it's the exact same. You know, if a long flight to Athens is to be. You know, just imagine for you because obviously you went to Istanbul. Imagine coming back after that and having lost. How Jesus. painful! I, don't, I would, I would we, not have come yeah. back. That's the thing. I'd yeah, exactly. Be floating around exactly. the Bosphorus, or I'd ex- have been uh, exactly. taking up a, a role you know, as a Turkish waiter or something. Like you that. know, I, I, I remember after Porto, and that was horrible. That was just you know, mm. all the circumstances around that game. You know, in and out of Porto within a day. It was, it was just a horrible atmosphere. Coming home from that was vile. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, it's and it's it's that simple. Trophies are there to be won, and I'd rather mm. City win them. Um, and these, we've got a squad good enough to do it. We've got players who are who are still evidently hungry and want to win these trophies. You know, not all of these guys have won five and six Premier Leagues. You know, for for some of them, it's their first time. It was you know first season at City, and they win the treble. You know, that hunger yeah. doesn't go away after one season, especially for someone like Erling Haaland, who is so programmed into. Mm-hmm. Des- he's desperate for success in every game he can get. You know, you see him coming off the pitch after two goals, and he's fuming because he can't get another hat trick. <laughs> you know that sort of mentality. You can't. You, I don't want to say you, you can't buy it because obviously you can buy players with mm. that mentality, but it, it's not something you can unearth. It's, it's not easily you, available. Yeah, exactly. You either have it or you don't. And after the success City have had and some of the departures we've seen this summer. I think it's okay, you know, a player like Maris, he's won everything in the game. You know, it's mm-hmm. okay for him to go to go and seek a new challenge or Gundogan who's, you know, done completed football at this club. Yeah. Um but for a player like Haaland, for a player even like Foden who's seen a lot with this club, he wants to be a part of these big games and I think he's going to get a chance over these next few weeks and months to make a huge imprint on this squad. And what better way to do than, you know, hopefully scoring a winner in a European final. Yeah, um, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It, it's a chance, isn't it, in, in 10 years' time to look back and, and have a, another magical night in Athens. Obviously, it won't ever eclipse Istanbul, and, and rightly so, but it's an opportunity to build up. And even even sort of just the reputation and the legacy in Europe, you know, there will be kids growing up now who see City as one of the greatest European teams 
in their lifetime at least and and you know adding those trophies you don't just want to be a flash in the pan you want to make sure you're there um after you've after you've obviously won the first one but we'll call it a day there ollie thank you very much for joining us we'll be back as usual tomorrow that'll be a more a more focused severe preview so stick around for that one but like i said thank you ollie no problem at all thank you very much and until next time from me we'll see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.